morning. Good morning. Grace to you and peace from God the Creator and from Jesus Christ, our Teacher and Redeemer, and from the Holy Spirit who binds us together in Christian worship. I want to welcome everyone to worship this morning, whether you're here in person or joining us via Zoom. We're so glad to have you have chosen to worship with us today, and we begin our worship by lighting the Christ candle. Whenever we do this, we remember Jesus' promise in the Gospel of Matthew that wherever two or more are gathered in my name, I am there among them. Now, as we prepare our hearts and minds for worship, I would invite you to meditate on the image on the cover of the bulletin, as well as the accompanying statement by the artist, offering this time to God as a prayer to help guide you into this time and space as we listen to the prelude. Let us rise in body or remain upright in spirit as we join together in our call to worship. Come, all who are thirsty. Come, all who are seeking. Come, all who are waiting. Come, all who labor. Come, all who need rest. Come, all who dream dreams. Come, whether you're young or old, confident or curious, lonely or hopeful. This is God's house. All are welcome here. Let us worship holy God. Let us join our voices together as we sing hymn number 441.
Loving God, your thoughts are not our thoughts, and your ways are not our ways, yet your patience with us is great, and your love for us even greater. You have been our help in times of trouble, tending to us and caring for us. Gather us beneath your wings now that we might feel safe, and in the warmth of that safety, find the strength to be vulnerable, honest, repentant, and joyful. Clinging to you, we join our hearts and minds for worship with the help of your Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. There is something so healing, so life-giving about telling our stories. In the prayer of confession, this is what we get to do. The mask comes off, any pretense of perfection is removed. We let the pressure to perform slip away, and we sit here face to face with God. Sharing honestly who we, bring, who we long to be, friends, there is healing here. There is life to be gained here. So join me in this moment of honesty. Join me in the prayer of confession. Let us pray. Holy God, we treat our self-worth like something that can be bought at a store. And you know this even better than we do. Instead of trusting that we are made good, instead of trusting that we are loved exactly as we are, we stockpile our value in earthly things, in trophies and awards, in likes and follows, in wealth and power. Forgive us for creating our own measuring stick. Heal our open wounds and tell our hearts that we won't be forgotten if we slow down. We won't be forgotten if we rest. Gratefully we pray. Amen. And hear us as we confess to you in the silence of our own hearts. Friends, take a deep breath. Release the tension in your jaw. There is good news here. For even when we stumble, even when we take the easy way out, even when we forget our own self-worth, even when we lose our way, we belong to God. Say it with me. We are loved. We are claimed. We are under God's wing. We are worthy of grace. We belong to God. Amen. Let us share Christ's peace with one another, for we are called to feed one another as God has fed us. So shall our lives bear fruit for all to share. The peace of Christ be with you. And also with you. Peace be with you all. Peace be with you. Our prayer for illumination. God of fig trees and foxes of today and tomorrow, we would like to ask that you scoop us up, pick us up like a great gust of wind, startle us awake with like a first love. 
light a fire in us like tomorrow depends on today. Do all of this to get our attention and then turn us toward you. We are are a scattered people, God. The world is moving faster than we can keep up. So we pray, scoop us up, catch our eye, open our ears, capture our attention. We are here. We long to be close to you. Amen. Our first reading this morning comes from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 55, verses 1 through 9. Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And you that have no money, come, buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me and eat what is good, and delight yourselves in rich food. Incline your ear and come to me. Listen so that you may live. I will make with you an everlasting covenant, my steadfast, sure love for David. See, I made him a witness to the peoples, a leader and commander for the peoples. See, you shall call nations that you do not know, and nations that do not know you shall run to you because of the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, for he has glorified you. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake their way and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them return to the Lord, that he may have mercy on them, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. The word of the Lord. Our gospel lesson this morning comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 13, verses 1 through 9. Listen for the word of God. At that very time, there were some present who told him about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. He asked them, do you think that because these Galileans suffered in this way, They were worse sinners than all other Galileans? No, I tell you. But unless you repent, you will all perish as they did. Or those 18 who were killed when the Tower of Siloam fell on them, do you think that they were worse offenders than all the others living in Jerusalem? No, I tell you. But unless you repent, you will all perish just as they did. Then he told this parable. A man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came looking for fruit on it and found none. So he said to the gardener, See here, for three years I have come looking for fruit on this fig tree, and still I find none. Cut it down. Why should it be wasting the soil? He replied, Sir, let it alone for one more year until I dig around it and put manure on it. If it bears fruit next year, well and good. But if not, you can cut it down. A word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. 
Friends, let us rise in body or remain upright in spirit as we join our voices together in singing hymn number 442. A few weeks ago, I saw a short video online. Uh, It might have been from TikTok. I'm not on TikTok. I don't know how TikTok works. But it's what you call a a reel. So it's a short little 
30-second thing. And in this video, a middle-aged man presents the difference between the United States and Norway. In the first part, he appears on camera in Norway, apparently speaking to his partner about how to spend their 150 vacation days this year. It then flips to the United States as he walks through a door at work, apologizing for being late, but he was hit by a car. He'll make up the hours after work. Now, while this is a humorous take, it is undoubtedly a very serious issue. We are literally killing ourselves from overwork. In a study published last year, authors from institutions including the World Health Organization and the International Labor Organization suggest that each year, three-quarters of a million people are dying from ischemic heart disease and stroke due to working long hours. In other words, more people are dying from overwork than from malaria. The findings suggest that people who work 55 or more hours per week are at a significant risk of major health impacts through two major ways, chronic stress and less sleep. And this culture is so pervasive. We often hear these long hours as a sacrifice to get ahead. Students from high school to graduate school take pride in pulling all-nighters. We talk about the rat race, the grind, as if they are natural experiences everyone should have. We treat our bodies as machines, often pushing them to extremes to, quote, maximize production. Our parents learned this, we were taught it, we are teaching this to our kids and our grandkids. And it is killing us. The parable Jesus tells this morning is one that speaks directly into the idea of productivity, value, and worth. This fig tree has three years to produce, but it has failed. So the landowner orders the gardener to cut it down. Logically, this makes sense. It keeps with good stewardship teaching. If a tree is not producing, why should it be wasting the soil? Something fruitful could be planted in its place. Let's face reality, do what needs to be done, and get this vineyard producing at top capacity. But the gardener intervenes. He puts forward a plan involving digging around the tree and putting down manure. Now there's a lot that this parable leaves unanswered, isn't there? Does the landowner go along with this plan? Or does he insist on cutting the tree down anyway? And if he does go with the gardener's advice, does the tree start producing? Or does another year pass and then it gets taken down anyway? We simply do not know. 
And maybe part of, the, of Jesus' reason for this is to let us finish the story for ourselves. How would you tell that ending? The stories that we tell often tell a lot about us. Of course, maybe whether or not the fig tree produces fruit isn't really of any interest to Jesus whatsoever. Because here's the truth. The new economy of God's kingdom doesn't rely on productivity or markets or capital or sweat equity or compounded interest or anything else that capitalism peddles. The new economy of God's kingdom says only this. You are loved. You are worthy simply by being you. You are loved, valued, worthy simply because you are a beloved creature of God. In 2016, Trisha Hersey founded the NAP Ministry, an organization that advocates for rest as a form of resistance. In an interview with Sarah McCammon on All Things Considered, Hersey, who has coined herself the NAP Bishop, that's a title I would love, shares about what led her to start this ministry. She shares, slavery was horrific. And the times, during those times, for black people, we were human machines. And so grind culture continues today to try and attempt to make us all human machines and not to see the divinity of who we really are. And so rest is disrupting that history. It's undoing part of that history, and it's allowing us to connect to our deepest selves. Raise your hand if, in the last week, you took a nap. Oh, good. Oh, good. Oh, I'm really glad to see that. That's that's a good amount of hands. The question that emerges for us is this. Can the fig tree have worth even if it never produces any figs? Here's my take. In the end, production does not matter. That tree is worthy of living and growing and being a tree. Whatever capital it produces or doesn't produce, the gardener knows this and buys it more time. The gardener, whether the gardener knows it or not, is advocating for this tree to simply be. We all have days where we feel like we aren't worthy, don't we? Days when we feel like a waste of space, that nothing we do is of any value, that we are better off just pulling the blanket up over our heads. But like the fig tree, 
you are worthy. You're not a lost cause. You're not a waste of resources. You deserve audacious hope. You deserve to be nurtured. Your fruit will come. And like the gardener, we are invited to see others with audacious hope and budding potential. The lesson of the fig tree invites us to unpack the source of our worth in a system and society that often measures worthiness by commerce, production, output, success, status, achievement, ethnicity, and or gender identity. Jesus is pointing us, though, through current events and through stories to a different way. He's asking us to turn to a new path, one where patience, nurture, asset-based thinking, and audacious hope are countercultural practices needed for an expansive and full to overflowing life. This week, I want to encourage you to take a rest. It doesn't have to be long, but do rest. Whether it is a nap, or a walk, or a whole day, dare we? A whole day to disrupt our knowledge of how the world works. That we might lean into the trust that new life is within reach for all of us. Because friends, you are worthy. Amen. Let us rise in body or remain upright in spirit as we affirm our faith using the words in the bulletin. We believe that the God of the cosmos is at work here. We believe that God is fertilizing the soil. We believe that God is planting roots. We believe that God is growing fruit that is yet to be tasted. But until that promised day, when the fig tree stands tall and swords are beaten into plowshares, we believe when our work does not bear fruit, God still loves us. When our soil grows dry and cracked, God still longs for us. When all seems hopeless here on earth, God holds hope for us. The God of the cosmos is at work here. We believe. Help our unbelief. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. And at this time I would like to invite Peter McKinney to come forward for our minute for mission. And as he does, I do want to lift up just one thing. Easter is coming, and so are Easter flowers. Uh, the order form for the Easter flowers is in your bulletin. These are due into the office um, as soon as possible, but the deadline is Friday, April 1st. 
and that is not an April Fool's joke. So take a look at this and uh, think about what you might want to offer to decorate the sanctuary for Easter. I know you all have been very good about turning off your cell phones when you came in, but if anybody has a cell phone that can be turned on quickly, they have timers on them, would you set it for 60 seconds and let me know when it goes off? Thank you. Minute for mission. That's one minute for mission. Where'd they get the one minute idea? I'd better hurry. One great hour of sharing. That's one great hour of sharing. But it goes on for all of Lent. That's 40 days. 960 hours of sharing. Well, 959 hours, we lost an hour for daylight savings. <laughs> one minute, one hour, 40 days. I'm not good with numbers. But two weeks ago, I told you about the three programs funded by the one great hour of sharing. I placed my emphasis on the Presbyterian Disaster Assistance Program. Hey, I'm talking here. In a normal year, I'd probably follow up with one of the other two programs. Is this a normal year? A normal year doesn't have a worldwide pandemic. A normal year doesn't have armed conflict on the scale of this year. A normal year doesn't have the resulting dislocation, refugees, supply interruptions, inflation, hunger, and thirst that we're seeing. This isn't your normal year. The unmet needs are unparalleled in my experience, and I'm hoping that those of us who are able will enable the one great hour of sharing to provide disaster assistance, hunger relief, and self-development programs at an unparalleled level. Please, dig abnormally deep this abnormal year. Thank you. The gardener has been at work in each and all of us, and with God's help, our lives have borne much fruit. We come today to return a portion of the harvest to the one who continues to tend to us year after year. Let us offer our gifts to God.
us pray. God of grace, you have fed our spirits and nourished our souls. You have supported us in every possible way. May the gifts we bring this morning be an offering of our gratitude, and may they be a promise to share what we have received from your hand. As we turn to prayer, I'm going to invite you to turn to hymn number 471, and we will be using the first verse as our prayer response throughout. So friends, as we have so much in our world and in our lives to lift up to God, Let us turn to God in prayer. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Eternal God, through Jesus Christ, you promise to hear us when we pray to you in his name. Confident in your love and mercy, we offer our prayers on behalf of your world, your people, and all those entrusted to our care. Hear the cries, holy God, of our planet struggling to survive Give us, who consume most of the Earth's resources, the will to reorder our lives, that the environment might be protected and natural resources renewed. May all your people have their rightful share of food, medical care, shelter. May all your creatures and all creation know our care and respect. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Renew our nation, sovereign God, in the ways of justice and peace. Guide those who make and administer our laws to build a society based on trust and respect. Erase prejudices that oppress, free us from crime and violence. Guard our youth from the perils of selfish individualism and material hoarding. Motivate all citizens to end our debilitating division. Promote productive and respectful debate and work towards the good of all your people. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Oh, Lord, hear our prayer. 
Strengthen this congregation, Spirit of God, in its work and its worship. Fill our hearts with your self-giving love that our voices may sing your praise and our lives conform to the image of your Son. Nourish us with your word and sacraments that we may faithfully minister in your name and witness to your love and grace for all the world. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Sustain those among us, living God, who need your healing. Make the sick whole. We pray this morning for Marianne's sister. We pray for Joan. We pray for Bonnie and Joe. We pray for Laura. We pray that all of these would feel your presence and feel the healing that you can work in their lives and in their bodies. God, give hope to the dying. We pray for Harold. We pray for all of those who are nearing their life's end. Give them strength and hope to face each day, knowing that they are surrounded by love and care. Be with their families and give them hope and trust in the resurrection and the life to come. God, we pray for those who are struggling. We pray for Camille. We pray for Michael, that each of these who are students in another country, that they would feel your presence, that they would know the support of a community here at home who are cheering them on, who know that they have wonderful and amazing things ahead of them, even as they have wonderful and amazing things inside of them right now. God, we pray for Shirley, that in this time of uncertainty, of not knowing that you would just be with her and hold her in her pain and her grief, God, we know that sometimes not knowing is the worst kind of pain of all. Be with her and hold her. Comfort those who mourn. Uphold all who suffer in body or mind. In this global moment ravaged by war in Ukraine, bless those who work for peace. Heal those traumatized by violence. Secure those whose lives and livelihoods are in jeopardy. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer.
God, even as we lift up so much of the pain in the world, we are also mindful of the joys. We thank you for the fruit that has been born to give us smiles, to give us laughter, to give us hope in a future that remains yet unwritten. God, we thank you and just bless you for Megan and for her gifts of public speaking. Help her to know just how proud we all are of her. God, we thank you for George, for his birthday, that we can celebrate in part with him. Help him to know that as he begins another rotation around the sun, just how blessed and loved he is. And God, we thank you for the gift of song, for the joy of our choir finally returned to us, singing songs that bring smiles to our faces, singing songs of praise and glory to you. O oh God, in your loving purpose, answer our prayers and fulfill our hopes. In all things for which we pray, give us the will to seek to bring them about for the sake of Jesus Christ our Lord. And hear us now as we join with Christians everywhere, praying the prayer Christ taught us to pray, by saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Let us rise in body or remain upright in spirit to sing our final hymn, number 800.
As you leave this place, may you be awestruck by the beauty of the world. May you laugh and may it be contagious. May you overflow with love for those around you. May you be effusive in hope and quick to point out joy. And in all of your living and breathing and being, may you find yourself full to the brim with God's Holy Spirit and may it change your life. In the name of the lover, the beloved, and love itself, go in peace, full to the brim, remembering who you are and whose you are. Amen. Amen.